0: because look as 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 shitty as kyrie has been this year and as annoying as he is he is fun to watch and like i've missed watching him play the basketball the basketball the
1: basketball thank Uh, you that's the title (laughs) play the basketball
0: all right well um just two of us today man just two of us tad is uh under the weather he's not feeling sure he's lost his voice from probably screaming happy new year's i would assume Uh, really loud really loud um after pulling a couple drags from his vape pen and just uh, screaming at the top of his lungs, he lost his voice. So, uh, you know, it's—I uh, don't know—for the listeners out there, how much you know about podcasts, but uh, it's an integral part of, of one's success in being a podcast host. So, he's out today. It's an uh, audio medium. It yeah. is an audio medium. Yeah, yeah We don't, have to be able we make don't noise. Know. Yeah, we don't do any visual components. Could we? Yes. Would it? St- would it make a difference in this case? Not for Tad. Not for Tad. Um, but alas, when we trek on Thank you listeners for, uh, for for being patient Over the last two weeks We took a little holiday break You know, Nikki was back in Chicago And we just like, you know We just did a bunch of brown boy shit It was cool But <laughs> Ted so, also joined to? us one of those days <laughs> Ted did <laughs> Tad did join us one day Also did some brown boy shit So, uh, yeah, it was great It was great it's Nikki, you're back I'm, home How are you feeling? I'm uh, warmer Yeah, I would say so It yeah. was 14 14- degrees today when i woke
1: up yeah no thank you well you you. know you woke up here i was a i woke up there and it was pitch black out and i was like (sighs) no thank you fuck up out of here
0: you gotta be so tired i I am
1: quite tired yeah it's 4 30 i woke up i was about four in the morning
0: i think i woke up half an hour before you landed
1: damn yeah. sounds nice must be Days nice off. yeah love it. i'll probably go to bed early but right after i watch uh oh i don't know maybe like the bulls game welcome to nba Yay. that's right we're getting right into it because oh wait no the game doesn't start for a while we can yeah, take our time well. anyways yeah. back to never never mind uh no i'm kidding uh <laughs> i'm your it's host Nikki kilos aka tyrese's pieces Halliburton. Yeah, and was we already know the guy who I saw over Christmas break, uh my brother from the same mother.
0: That's me, it's Jay, aka Josh, I'm giddy like a schoolgirl.
1: <laughs> I enjoyed yeah. that. That was yeah. good. Thanks. I like that. That was good. Um Thanks. look, Ted's not here, so we can't do a competitive version of Nikki's Render Stack quiz, but I am going to give you a small f- little fun fact stack quiz here. Let's do it. Uh, really Chris Paul, as of right now, leads the NBA in total assists at 358 and total steals at 70. Okay. Can you name the last player to lead both categories in a season?
0: Okay, run that by me one more time.
1: Chris Paul currently leads the NBA in total assists at 358 and total steals at 70. Can you tell me the last player to lead in both categories?
0: For a season, I'm in assuming. A season, yeah. Russell Westbrook. I'm going to say 2017? No. Was it Russell Westbrook at all? No, it was not. Tight. Okay, cool. Back to the drawing board. Steals and assists. Total. Total. Yes, total. John Stockton, 97? No. Wrong year? Wrong person? Wrong both.
1: Both John Stockton's on the list, but he's not the last one to do it.
0: Back. Okay. Oh, so more recently. Okay. Okay. Chris Paul, uh, in a different season. That's not this one.
1: Oh, eight, oh nine, and then he also did it in 07-08. and then after that it was John Stockton, ninety one, ninety two.
0: See, this is my thing. For anybody to say that Chris Paul is not a top five point guard of all time, you're crazy. Like no, I realize amazing. he doesn't have a championship, but he's a top five point guard all time. It's just not yeah. even close.
1: He's he's amazing. Can you also tell me. me? This is another one I looked at, and that's just because uh, just I thought this was fun. Can you tell me who is the has averaged the most steals per game in a season?
0: Most steals per game in yeah. a single right season. Because right now it's
1: although injured, right now it's a tie between what is it, Paul George, Alice Caruso, oh Gary Trent Jr. and uh, DeJuante Murray. Oof. They all four of them are averaging two right now.
0: Most steals per game in a given season. Yeah. Steph Curry? No. No. Rajan?
1: No. No. Okay. It's later?
0: Later. Okay. Later. Is it John Stockton?
1: No, but he did play against him. Ooh. Oh, wait, what he did? did play play, play not, not, well, him. maybe not that season, but they did. They would have played against each other.
0: Hmm. Steals hmm. per I, game. You know what? No,
1: they they would have played that season, right? Yeah, they would have played that season. Sorry.
0: Okay. All right. Is Michael Jordan? Uh,
1: No, but he is also on this list. Not that season, though. <laughs> is it Scotty Pippen? Different seasons. Nope. Isaiah Thomas? Nah, I'm just going to give it to you. It is Alver, uh, Alvin Robertson from San Antonio Spurs. I don't even know who that is. Uh, the 85-86 season, he averaged 3.7.
0: Damn, that's a lot of steals.
1: Yeah, also in the 86-87 season, the very next season, he averaged 3.2. Damn. Yeah.
0: Like, if I got the ball and he was guarding me, I would just pass it right away. Uh,
1: like nope. Jackie Moon. You, you could take it, yep. No, no, no that's <laughs> nope, yours. You take, you take it, you take it, you take it. No, no, you it. no, no, I'm no, no, good. no, You go over there. No, 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 no more no. turnovers for me. That's it. Yeah, no, I'm good. You take it. Speaking of you, take it. Ooh, DeMar DeRozan. Uh, man, he had a new year. New Year's Eve, he said, hey, Pacers, I'm just going to go ahead and one-foot this one. Three-point shot. Thank you very much. That's a win. And then the very next day, New Year's Day, he was against the Wizards. And according to Kyle Kuzma, he said, hold my beer, as he hit a three-pointer right from the corner to beat the Wizards. The Bulls have now won six straight? No, seven straight. Um, and... They are first placed in the East. DeMar DeRozan has been on fire as of late. He won player of the week. He was averaging 27.8 points, I believe it was. Uh, Here, I can look it up real quick. I just don't remember. Sorry. Uh, 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 27.8. Hold on. Damn it. Sorry, I lost this one. 27.8 points per game. Look at me. I got it. 5.3 rebounds, 7.3 assists, and the Bulls were 4-0 this week. The Bulls, I believe, are 11 of their last 13. How about them Chicago Bulls?
0: I, I'll say this. like You and I got a chance to watch both of those games together. Um, here is my take on – I'm going to go with the with the positives, then I'm going to go with the negatives. What DeMar has done during this stretch is incredible. It's some of the coolest shit I've ever seen. It's the first time in NBA history that somebody's done this where they hit you know, game winners in back-to-back days. Um, or game winning three pointers in back to back days. I forget which one it is.
1: One no, of one of the, one the other. Yeah, game winners and back to back days. I think it was.
0: I think it was literally just game winners back to back days. Like that's never happened before. It's the coolest thing. And I gotta say that Wizards game. As soon as he got the ball, I was like, "That's going in." Like mm-hmm. I don't know what. It, like just based on the day before, you're just like, "That is going in." I don't know why I'm so confident. It's just a level of uber confidence. Demar Derozan is playing at a level this year that's like, I mean, he's he's absolutely in MVP contention. He should be a starter this year in the All Star game. It's I would argue this is the best season of his entire career. Like be, without I a doubt. His like just in terms of like pure impact on winning and stats probably like I'd be interested to see like statistically if this is his best season.
1: So career he averages 20.4 points, 4.4 4 rebounds, 3.8 assists on 46% from the field, 28% from the three point line and 83% from the free throw line. This year, he's averaging 26.8 points, 5.1 rebounds, 4.6 assists, 49.5% from the field, 37.3 from the three, and 87% from a free throw line. Uh, Yeah, I I think this is probably so far, statistically. This is the
0: greatest DeMar DeRozan season. Now, here's what I will say.
1: Real quick, 2016-2017 for Toronto, he averaged the most points, 27.3.
0: So, I was going to say that I remember that season because he started shooting the three much better and therefore his scoring numbers went up. Um, what I will say is, what what did, what did his three-point percentage finish that season? Mm, sorry, give
1: me one sec.
0: 26%. Yeah, so I remember pretty vividly. The I'm season prior sure he was shot
1: 33.8.
0: So maybe it was that and this, season then. And the
1: season right after he scored 31.
0: So it might have been the 33 season where like he came out firing from three, was really really good and then in the second half kind of teetered and came back to the Mendoza line. I would imagine that that probably happens this year like he's not a 37% three point shooter, that would be a career year for him. Um but it is like this is the best I've ever this is the best we've ever seen Demar DeRozan and what he's doing is incredible over this stretch and really this entire season. However, I recognize that the Bulls, like most teams, are being impacted by COVID, and like they're down a lot of players. There's like they're swapping in random G League guys just to like fill a roster. Um, defensively, they've been terrible the last couple of games. Like against mediocre competition in the Pacers and the Wizards, um, they're playing Orlando tonight. So I'm hoping that they like just stomp on them. But um, the defense was bad in that Wizards game, and it was just as bad in that Pacers game. The Pacers like, they're game, giving yeah. a lot of easy looks at the basket, like uh guys are getting hot some bonus was hot kuzma was on fire like they're just letting guys get to the basket pretty easily the help defense has been lacking um but they're able to with the talent that they have and the scoring capabilities that they have with zach and Demar, they're able to keep it close enough where like they came back in the fourth in both of those games and then you know Demar does what Demar does but it was i mean we were at the bar watching that first one that was incredible mm-hmm.
1: yeah and then um Speaking of Demar leads it, I found this stat thanks to StatMuse. Uh Demar DeRozan leads the NBA in fourth quarter points. He is shooting 53-54-88 shooting splits in the fourth quarter. In the clutch, he is shooting 56-196. And I will say this, he's only taken he's taken smart shots. Really is. And yes. you see like he usually it's not that he starts slow, but usually it's a little bit more like they say he goes at his own pace. Um and I think what happens is he just sees where everyone's going as the game's going on and then come fourth quarter he knows exactly where he has to be shooting from. Yeah. Like he just he just is reading the defense throughout the entire game and he's, you know, remembering everything and shown out in the fourth quarter. It's been a lot of fun to watch.
0: Yeah, and then, like you said, like it's like this slow burn and that that mid-range game that he has like he's arguably like the second best to do it in the league. I think Katie's still definitely the best mid range shooter in the league. Um, but like he it's just unstoppable, man. Like the elevation that he gets, the, even like with the smallest bit of separation, it's almost a guaranteed like hit at this rate. Um his footwork is incredible. Like he's just I mean he's playing at an M V P level this year and it's just been it's been a like he's our chris paul this year like yes. if we're the Suns this year he's our chris paul like he just he brought a sense of winning and like stability and calmness i think what chris paul did for the Suns that made them successful last year is he brought a level of professionalism and like calmness where like last year a game like that we would have given away in the fourth quarter like 100 mm-hmm. percent that game's over like we lose that game he just brings this level of just like it's cool we got this like everybody get settled in let's do our thing and like It has a lot to do with why we're winning in these games and why we make comebacks in the fourth, and like why we're one of the stronger fourth quarter teams in the NBA. It's it's just it's it's been so spectacular to watch. It was two of the coolest game ending like experiences I've ever seen live ever.
1: Yeah, and as of right now, they're like I said, they're first in the East. For the comparison of the Suns from last year, that means that Zach Levine's the Devin Booker because last year was Devin Booker's first year in the playoffs, and this could be the first year of the playoffs for Zach Levine. Yeah, boom, boom. Yeah. Yep. Um moving on over. Move. Well, I almost said moving on up, it's moving on over. Uh to still fun stats, but uh maybe not playoffs. Um I don't remember exactly what day it was, but Josh Giddy uh scored zero points, got ten rebounds and ten assists. Uh the first double double with no points since, since I believe it was like nineteen seventy eight. It was insane. Um I'll look that up while I continue talking, but The very next game he played, he became the youngest ever to get a triple-double. He had uh, 17 points, 13 rebounds, 14 assists, and he was 19 years old and 84 days, surpassing LaMelo Ball's previous record from last year? Two years ago. Last year? Last year, yeah. It was just last year. 19 years and 140 days old. Um He's on my fantasy team, so he helps me out quite a lot because he's constantly filling up the stats. How do we feel about Josh Giddy? And even there, you know, a little bit more than that, uh, the OKC Thunder.
0: Yeah. So, um, and also that game that he did the ten and ten was, I believe, the twenty sixth. Um, no, he no. was zero for eight from the field, but had ten boards and ten assists. So yeah, you know, it happens. It's first um, time
1: in fifty years. It said I Forgot the last player though.
0: He's he's really. F- he's a fun player. I think like coming out of the draft, like his whole, his whole profile was like, this guy is a playmaker and this guy can like run a team for you, but he's a terrible shooter. Um, that has definitely shown to be relatively true. I mean, he's shooting 26% from three this year, which as a rookie, you don't expect high three point percentages, 39% from the field though, which is a little concerning. Like you got, you want to be at least at that 45 mark. If you're, even if you're a rookie, um, He's incredibly inefficient scoring-wise, but I think him next to Shea, like, they're just kind of this weird, quirky backcourt that, like, that's, like, long. I mean, the kid's 6'8", like, a 6'8 shooting guard, point guard kind of, like, player. Um, It's a fun little backcourt for them. I think, like, he's got, like, I feel like now we kind of just, like, default to, like, he's, like, a LaMelo Alonzo type where, like, he's not really much of a scorer, but he can kind of give you that, like, Rajon Rondo, but in a 6'8 body type. Um, but that's kind of what he is. Like, I think he's like, he's a guy who is athletic, he's rangy, he can play make, um, and he's a good rebounder. Like he's a fun player and he's been pretty fun for that OKC team, which frankly has not, not much to celebrate this year and probably won't for the next couple of years, but they've got some nice like foundational building blocks in in him and Shay and, um he just continues to impress me like i didn't really know what to expect uh, out of him like coming out of the draft like you know kids coming from australia you're just like i don't really know much about him but he kind of had a similar um scouting report to lamello it's just like he can't shoot for shit but like he's fun with the ball and like it's like this like you know pete esque like style of playing basketball and like yeah. that's definitely been true um i think he's been better than than even we realize it's just you know He's a 19 year old kid and he's incredibly inefficient. Uh, over time, that should get better, you know, in theory. I mean, LaMelo's definitely taken a step up in those categories this year. Um, but yeah, I like what I've seen so far out of the kid. I really have.
1: Yeah. He's, I mean, he's been fun to watch. I, I, I'm not going to sit here and act like I watch OKC all the time, but, you know, sometimes I like, go catch. Literally K. never. <laughs> yeah. Literally yeah,
0: never. Uh, I've
1: put him on sometimes just because, like, if I'm being honest, because I'm like, oh, well, they still got some game left. The game I was watching has gone to halftime or. It's done, and the next game hasn't started yet. So I was like, oh, I'll watch OKC for a little bit. Uh, and the few times I've ca- I've caught him, he's fun. He does look like fun on the court, but he's also uh, a little wild in the court at times, you know. So he's kind of yeah, you got tighten up he- things here and there. But he's been fun to watch. Yeah. Um, not fun to watch. Boom! What a segue. Crushing this. Oh, look at this. Probably should, get- should keep going. Stop bragging. Anyways, um, just this past. Uh, What was it, Saturday? The Houston Rockets played the Denver Nuggets. Christian Wood didn't start the game. Uh, The Houston Rockets didn't start off very well. And then at halftime, there's an altercation between assistant coach as well as uh, Christian Wood and Kevin Porter Jr. Kevin Porter Jr. left the stadium, and Christian Wood did not play in the second half. Uh, They have both been suspended. I believe it was one game. Do Do you know what it was, Jay?
0: Yeah, it looks like it's just tonight against the Sixers.
1: Yeah, tonight against the Sixers. That's right. Um, So what do we think about little little trouble trouble in Houston?
0: Uh, you know, so you and I talked about this a little bit last night. Like, Christian was didn't start because he was late for his COVID test, which is mandatory, and he knows this. This has been going on for three years now. Like, this is just part of the job, unfortunately, but it is what it is. Um, I, You know, Kevin Porter also, too, is an interesting cat in that, like, when he was in Cleveland, like, he had a very unceremonious exit out of Cleveland as well. Like, they basically just gave up on the kid um towards the end there. He, there's no doubt in our, in our minds that Kevin Porter, in particular, is talented, as is Christian Wood. Like, Christian Wood's had a nice little stretch here over the last month or so. Um Like, man, shit's fucking stressful in Houston. It's a little it's it's chaotic christian woods kind of the i mean i guess eric gordon but like christian woods one of the veterans on that team which is kind of odd when you look at his yeah. career and like outside of detroit like he was basically a journeyman until he figured out in detroit that one season um it, these things happen with young teams um but again this like kevin porter in particular is a guy who's like kind of known for being a bit of a head case in his career so far i mean the- christian wood i was a little surprised by but like you know when you're when you're that negligent to, like, show up late and then you have the audacity to be like, why am I not starting? Like, come on, man. What are we doing here? Like, show up on time and, like, you'll be in the lineup. Like, this is not that kind of team where it's just like, well, we're playing for a playoff spot. Like, you guys are the worst team in the Western Conference. Like, or one of the two worst teams in the Western Conference. Like, yeah and there has to be some level of accountability and discipline that comes into situations like these. Like Steven Silas is a coach. Like if you're in a situation like this, like you don't want to let guys act like this when you've got like a very rookie laden team and see them see other people just like walk all over you. Like that is not something that leads to good culture long-term like as a team, like accountability long-term. So these things have to happen, man. But like, you know, tensions are high. They're a bad team. People get pissed off when you're losing. And like, if John Lucas is calling them out at halftime for their lack of effort, and they fucking Antonio Brown it, like, you know,
1: it's uh, what, like legitimate. It's wild. That was literally the next day. Same.
0: I mean, come on. Same weekend. What are we talking? This same, is crazy. So
1: what a what a man. You know, the holidays are rough.
0: Maybe that's where you got the inspiration from. Antonio Brown. That is. He was just yeah. like, you know what? I like that Kevin Porter kid. I'm gonna walk out too. <laughs> Fuck this shit. Um. Yeah. You know, it's not great for the Rockets, a team that like I feel so bad for Stephen Silas, man. Like coming in there, he's just like, I'm gonna coach James Harden, John Wall, Boogie Cousins. Like we're gonna we're gonna get this shit back. Like we're gonna and then boom, the whole thing explodes, and now yeah. he's dealing with this shit. It sucks, man. I feel bad because this is the type of shit too. Like as 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 if you're stealing Steven Silas, we're like in pretty short order. If this doesn't work out or you get fired, you may never be a head coach ever again. Like yeah. it sucks. Like you may only get one chance at this, and like this isn't going well. And it's not his fault. Like there's not much he nope. can do.
1: No, not at all. That's not all his fault. I mean, it's been, I mean, it's just, you know, it has been, I get it. What are they? Right now, they are last in the Western Conference, actually. Yeah, they're 10 and 27 uh, behind OKC and uh, New Orleans, who are both 13 and 23. Portland's 13 and 22. Did not know that. They are not yeah, doing very
0: good. They're like inching into, like on Tankathon, they're inching into that top five, which is.
1: Yeah, it's wild.
0: Might be time to blow it uh, up, Portland. Uh, Might close be to time. It,
1: actually, yeah, they're actually, I believe they are fifth. No, no, they're sixth. Sorry, no, no, because uh, I forgot about Detroit and Orlando. But of course, yes. But of course.
0: Um.
1: But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the hell Houston's gonna do. I guess Jalen Green hasn't looked terrible.
0: I mean, since he's come back, he's been kind of hot. Yeah, like, he's been playing he's pretty like, well. He's doing his thing. Like the dude scores. Like we knew that from the jump. Like we saw that during the. We saw that during his G League season. We saw that during the Summer League season or period. And, you know, we're just seeing it again. So, yeah. kid's impressive, man.
1: Are they going to get rid of John Wall? Like, is this
0: happening anytime soon? I don't know, man. That that whole thing is weird. Like, I, I don't know where, how, who is going to take that guy on. Like, I really just don't no, know. I don't know either. It's wild. Yeah. All right. Oh, well.
1: That sucks. Speaking of getting traded, bang. The Los Angeles Lakers traded Rajon Rondo to the Cavs, uh, in order to replace the. Uh, oh, I don't know if we talked about this because it's been two weeks. Yeah, Ricky we Rubio, Ricky Rubio tours the ACL, the rest us the season. Cavs are picking up Rajon Rondo by trading Denzel Valentine to the Lakers. Somehow it's a three-team deal, and Denzel Valentine has been traded to the Knicks, and the Knicks have also already waived him. I don't. I don't know what, who else is going anywhere. Uh, it was just all very quick and vague tweets that I have seen so far. But Rondo is a Cav. What do we think about that? Is that going to help out? Do you think, uh, you know, is he going to be able to provide what Ricky Rubio has truly been providing to this season? Because he has been, Ricky Rubio, Ricky Rubio has been great off the bench for this team. Uh, he has been like a smaller version of Chris Paul or uh, DeMar DeRozan where he is actually, he has a calming presence for this team as well. Do you think Rondo was going to be able to, you know, take his place, help out a little bit?
0: I mean, I think we talked about this a couple days. I'm just pulling up the stats here because I don't have them offhand. But, like, yeah, Ricky Rubio was playing really well for this team, and it's unfortunate that he got injured because, like, this is a very young team, and, like, having a guy who's a veteran in the league who can kind of be a steadying force, kind of like you were saying with, like, Chris Paul, like, that's valuable for them. He was giving them, like, 13 points a game. And shooting, I mean, pretty solid numbers for him, like, better career numbers for three, not great from the field, but like doing what he does is, you know, being that court general, um, you know, Rajan has had a weird season with the Lakers and really hasn't played much for them. Like he's played in spurts. If they've, you know, like the Lakers are a mess. So I'm not really shocked by that. Yeah. Um, but if I'll say anything about Rondo and I never thought this until he played for the bulls, the dude loves playing with younger guys and like, every place that he's gone where he's been the veteran he's gone and like he's been a he's been like a coach mentor type figure with all these teams that he's played on like that's what he did in chicago that's what he did in sacramento for a little bit what he did in new orleans with with boogie and ad like that's probably partially why they brought him to uh to To the Lakers, like when when AD went there, yeah, um, and, and he did that with and them it for two years. It worked in the
1: Lakers. It did. They won.
0: It did. You know, um, this has definitely been a weirder season for him. Like, you know, he 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 signs with Very the Lakers true. this year. hasn't really played last year. Also, kind of a weird season. Like, signs in Atlanta. We're not really sure why. Then he goes to the Clippers and plays pretty well for the Clippers. Um, he, again, not having a much of a season at all this year. Like, basically hasn't played much at all. He's only played eighteen games this season. Um, but like I said, I think a team like this that needs a veteran presence, that's pretty much all you're getting out of Rajon Rondo here. Like he's not going to be, he's not going to duplicate what, Ricky Rubio was doing. He's not going to give you 13 a game with like 36% from three. Like he's shooting 26% from three this year and averaging like three points. So he's not that like what he can be potentially for them is a guy who can get into Darius Garland's ears, who can be a coaching figure and just be a veteran presence on a very, very young team at best.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I understand that. Um, damn. I don't know how to do this one more. You're going to have to just punch through. Sorry. Um, reports are coming that both Kyrie Irving and Clay Thompson are set to return within this week. Kyrie Irving coming back on Wednesday and Klay coming back
0: <coughs> Sunday. Ooh, Sunday, Bless you.
1: Sorry. I just, a little fuzz came off the microphone. <laughs> Gross. Um, yeah, so they're both set to return. What are we thinking about this? How, how do we think that these players are going to affect their teams? Who do you think is going to affect their team more?
0: Um... I think I have to go Kyrie. Um, not that Brooklyn has been slipping, but that team's margin for error is so, 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 so low because besides Kevin Durant, who was out with COVID, well, in the COVID protocols for that period of time. And James Harden, who's had an up and down season has had some, some better play as of late, but like, is that an an overall down season? Um, that team's margin for error is so small. Like, if one of those dudes are out, that team becomes like a middling team in the Eastern Conference. Just by having Kyrie, that's a security blanket for them. I think they need that a lot more than what Clay is going to bring to Golden State. I also think the expectations on Kyrie are much higher than those of Clay. I mean, Clay hasn't played in nearly three years. Yeah. Um. So like, expectations are incredibly low for him. But that team is firing on all cylinders. He's going to come in in a very like minor role in that he's going to be. I I would imagine he probably starts by coming off the bench or maybe he starts and they're like just limiting his Steve, minutes like Steve 15, Kerr said 20, that he would a play, he would start. Well, and, and it makes sense, right? Like you can get him out there, get him get him shooting early, get him warm, keep him warm and then probably give him like I would imagine they probably give him 15 to 20 minutes a game to start um just as he starts to get better in, like into better shape. I do I will say this though, like Kyrie, I think in the immediate future is a larger it makes a larger impact on the Nets than Clay does on the Warriors. I think for the long term, for the playoffs though, Clay is is definitely going to be a differentiating piece. When you look at like them going up against the Suns, them going up against the Bucks, them going up against like the Sixers, like some of these other you know higher echelon teams in the Western and Eastern Conference, up against the Jazz, like a guy that they can throw at Donovan Mitchell potentially. Um, there is the potential for Clay at the end of the season to have made a larger impact on Golden State than Kyrie, but right now, just because of the makeup of the Nets, and granted we haven't hit the trade deadline yet, so who knows like what the Nets may do, what sort of like finagling they might do with their their roster. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Kyrie just for the time being.
1: Yeah, I see that, and I also agree. Where I think that's like truly, I think come playoff time, Clay is gonna be a, a a big factor. I like, hope so. I, I like you know as long as he's healthy, he's gonna be able to play. The jump shot doesn't go away, no. and yes, he might be off a step for defense, but he still might be pretty good. And that's it. The, the Warriors have a very good team defense. As long as he fits in the system, I'm sure he's gonna be all right.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I'm excited for both of them to come back. More so, Clay than Kyrie, because look, as shi- as so as, as shitty as Kyrie's been this year, and as annoying as he is, he is fun to watch. And like I've missed watching him play the basketball, the basketball, good. The
1: Lord. basketball, thank uh, you. That's the title. <laughs> play the basketball.
0: Oh fuck! Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for both of them to come back. But again, especially Clay, I can't wait to see how he looks. I really can't. Yeah,
1: I I, I agree. I uh Taz not here. Can't argue with you. So. I he say he agrees too,
0: because <laughs> he would be shitting on Kyrie right now. Fucking well, yes, no, I understand.
1: Blah, 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 blah. And look, I. It's I not still the question think, though. I still think he needs to get his ass vaccinated, but he won't. Uh, no, he will not. Although he said he was going to do a vegetable-based one or some shit. I don't oh, know. good. Yeah, I don't know. I think naturally a vegetarian immunized. Um, good news.
0: Both of my arms worked today. I got I got my booster shot and my flu vaccine, in both arms. There I thought go. I was going to be walking around like. Um, What's that show? I forget the show or the movie where the person's arms just like go dead and they can't do anything with them. Um, but I mean, use, it does happen. Oh, in Wolf of it was Wall like Street. Dynamite Milkshake or something like that on Netflix. I don't know what the hell. I'll that send is. it to you. But anyways, the girl like gets a shot in both of her arms and neither one of them works. So she's just like beating the shit out of people, but neither one of her arms works. It's uh, it's interesting. Ow. So yeah, but I uh, I'm ready. I'm boosted. Let's go kiss some strangers. Huh, gunpowder milkshake? That's the one. What did I say, dynamite milkshake? That's but it's pretty
1: close. Pretty and close? It, de- it definitely was like, did you mean this? It was a like Karen Gillan, Lena Headey. Oh,
0: wow. Pretty cool. It's an interesting movie. I didn't finish it. Apology about uh, it. Ba-
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. It's, it's, all right, well, look at that. I don't know what that is. I've never seen this.
0: Yeah, it's oh. uh, it's interesting. I think it was based on an anime, probably. Like most Maybe. Things, these, Who these, knows? These
1: days. Interesting. I'll, uh... People also ask, what was the point of gunpowder milkshake? <laughs> <laughs> Great question. Oh, wow. Uh, and also, the, the poster has people holding guns. And the next p- question is, is gunpowder milkshake safe for kids?
0: It's not. I would highly recommend that kids do not watch gunpowder milkshake. Yeah,
1: that makes sense. And I would without even seeing it. All right. And hey, with that, I think it's time for plugs. Unless you get something else you want to talk about.
0: No, you gonna watch matrix uh resurrection this weekend probably or this not. week i don't know probably not maybe sounds like it's bad maybe for keanu um, there you go well we'll save her for whoa well, yeah. uh, keanu reese podcast nope nothing else for me All right, cool they hit them plugs all right well you can follow me at j underscore keyless on instagram and twitter and you can follow me at nikki palooza
1: you can follow the podcast at NBA Pod, and if you're on tiktok follow at valley ghostbusters Twenty thousand subscribers yeah, we hit Twenty thousand! So okay, yeah. congratulations dude fun times we'll figure out what we gotta do now we gotta i don't know mukbang mukbang oh, that's disgusting mukbang such a waste of food i can't eat that much Oof, man now now you know before we started i was like i'm kind of hungry i just thinking of mukbang i'm like no i am fool i don't even eat shit <laughs> all right and with that i've been Nikki for jay for tad thanks for listening to nba enjoy the rest of your day